I think you all know what that the, uh, is the theme music for. Uh, John Farty is in a galaxy far, far away. <laughs> uh, so Philip Malloy has bravely stepped in in his place hmm. uh, for the uh, Cultural Toolbox. And uh, you've got a classic in your Cultural Toolbox, um, uh, Philip. Uh, yeah. Star Wars. Star Wars. Um, uh, dates from uh, 1977, made by uh, George Lucas. Uh, did all kinds of things. Uh, changed, helped to change. I suppose the, the kind of process of change had started, really started, with Jaws two years before. But this uh, copper fastened. Uh, so, just was, before we talk about Star Wars, well, yeah. why do you say that? Because well, I wouldn't okay. have thought of a link between um, okay. Jaws and, and Star Wars. Yeah, well, what Jaws did was that it, it, it changed the whole... Okay, okay. up to then, up, up to the, the mid-70s, what you used to have was the big movies, movies that were considered to be good or had uh, potential were always released in uh, spring or late in the year. They were never released during the summer. People sort of uh, accepted, the, the film studios accepted that this was the period when people were going to be out and about and going on holidays. It's a bit like TV. You I put yeah. all the rubbish out basically yeah, absolutely, during, the summer. during the summer. And uh, what happened with Jaws was Jaws went way over budget first of all. I think the original budget was 3.5 million, went up to 12 million. Uh, it was supposed to shoot for 55 days it shot for 104 days so it was very sort of late and the intention was that they would release it in, um, in uh, the sort of Christmas period of, ni- of 1974 uh, but as I say it was running late so they decided to change it to the following summer and it was a revelation uh, in the summer with the test audiences and so on and uh, what, it, uh, what, they, what they did was they released it on I think it was 490 screens which was the first time that this had ever been been done and that's what we get now every week uh, and as well uh, it, it was believed at the time that um, that advertising on television was too expensive for the movie industry but what they did was they they spent something like 700000 $700,000 at that time was an awful lot of money yeah. so they spent that on, on and anyway what, what eventually happened was Jaws became this enormous um, success and as well uh, the, uh, the The, the summer market, blockbuster was born? The, yeah the summer blockbuster came about from then Okay. And uh, so fast forward then. So fast forward, fa- fast forward into Star Wars and what you have. Seven, seventy-seven, and what you have then with Star Wars, the new situation ha- has started to evolve big time, and uh, so Star Wars becomes this. Well, okay, Star Wars again. It was a kind of an iffy project. Uh, George Lucas um, at the beginning, he was the producer of it and the creator of it. I suppose you'd say he wrote it as well, and uh, he he went around with something like a, 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 um, a treatment of about. 13 pages he went around to the various studios turned down by um, turned down by Universal turned down by United Artists and various others and eventually he went uh, to this very enlightened studio head a fellow called Alan Ladd Jr. he was the, the, son, the son of Shane the son of Shane absolutely yeah. uh, he, he went to him and he gave him uh, $10,000 he was the head of production at 20th Century Fox gave him $10,000 I'm guessing even then $10,000 wasn't not, a lot of money no, for a not, big studio no he gave him that to finish the script so so he worked away on the script for a period of two years. He's a famously slow writer, George Lucas. And uh, so he, he was doing that. He was working on the script. And at the same time then, uh, he, he, uh, Lad was feeding him more money. And they did a whole variety of things. They actually, they started to design the movie. But as well, they started to develop a company called Industrial Light and Magic, which was the company that made all kinds of, established all kinds of records in developing special effects 
and it became his company. Uh, Lucas, of course, when the movie became a success, Lu- Lucas was a multi-billionaire and he was one of the kind of most influential people. In, he became one of the most influential people in cinema. Go ahead anyway. Is, um, I mean, here's an obvious question. Yeah. Is the film? I mean, I know it's huge, and yeah. it's you know, it's a in many, it's a film that you know, define almost people see it almost as the defining film of their life mm. for many, particularly men of a mm. certain vintage. Is it any good? Uh, I like the second one um, of the of the first three. The yeah, Empire Strikes Back. Yeah, and that's the way he did him. He did him as um, he, he did him in as trilogy. The first film was Star Wars. The four. first Star Wars yeah. four. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. Star Wars can, five. Star that, Wars yeah. six. And then you were supposed to go back to, to, to the one, first two, one. and three. The one, two, and three. And that uh, that trilogy, which came, he said that he, what he wanted to do. What, the, the reason that he stopped making Master of the First Three, he said, was because he wanted the technology to develop uh, to allow him. To, to you know to create all these kind of special effects to create all to, to basically create the, the galaxy far far away yeah. it was supposed to be set in the 33rd century you know okay so um, um like when you look back and I, I've sorry, seen them Shane you asked was it any good yeah I was going to say because I've seen them fairly recently with yeah. my kids and they enjoy them they're pretty clunky in parts, no, they aren't are. they? Yeah, I mean, special effects are a mo- special effects sort of um, d- dominated movies, and especially science fiction movies. If you go back to say, well, I, I mean, this is going back to the mid sixties to the Star Wars, the Star Trek uh, series at that time. They're incredibly clunky, and what, what, as I say, movies that depend an awful lot on special effects, they tend to date very quickly, and that's one of the things I think has happened with this. Even mm. though, but people see it uh, one one of the things there's a famous the, the famous sort of phrase that's baby boomers which is supposed to be um, is, is used in America all the time which, and it's supposed to refer to people born between 1946 and 1964 so uh, and it is considered to be the most loyal demographic in movie history and uh, so uh, the idea at that time was to get the baby boomers to, and and as I say okay this came in, in the mid 70s so the baby boomer, boomers then could have been uh, 13, 14, 14 yeah. uh, right, even coming up to 18. And uh, so they, these were the people that you wanted to get. And they did stick with the film. And they stuck with it, but as well, they, st- they stuck with the film all through its life. Like you know, I mean, whatever about the special effects, I mean, it's a very much, it's a, it's a really old-fashioned story in one mm. way, even though it's set in the future, it's good v. evil. Yeah, what, yeah absolutely, as good v. evil. Uh, one of the things about it is kind of based on the, the whole uh, influence that that led it as far as uh, Lucas was concerned was these kind of Saturday serials that he saw as a boy you know uh, you know Flash Gordon and things like that and he was very very influenced by, by it now uh, he, he said I mean he, I, I don't understand him to some extent he, he said again and again that he was very 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 influenced all his life by Goddard and the French New Wave and all this but he, he, he <laughs> the thing that he, he he always made was these kind of as little boy movies to some extent yeah. you know yeah. a brilliant um, sort of evil character in it yes in, in that's a great Vader. idea a great idea I think and um, and then a, James, the, and the, with the brilliant twist, I, I mean, I don't think we're, there's, there's no such thing as a spoiler. I think everybody knows at this stage yeah. uh, the brilliant twist of him being the hero's the hero's dad. I yeah, mean, that yeah. I mean, I remember seeing it in the cinema and just my jaw, <laughs> my jaw hitting the floor. And I was, I don't know what age it was, 10, eleven or twelve. Yeah. Um, 
it, it, the the cast. Mm. I mean, it. I mean, okay, Harrison Ford beat, went on somehow. I'm not quite sure to become a huge star, but it wasn't. A, it wasn't a well known cast at all, really, was it? No, no, it wasn't in any way a well known cast. Um, he 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 opened up. He he opened it up to all kinds of people. And one of the things, one of the ways that Harrison, Harrison Ford was working as a carpenter, famously working as a carpenter at that stage, and one of the things that they were using him for was to read with other actors, just to to, to try other actors out who were applying for parts and that's how he became involved in it. He he had a, um, a smallish part but a, a, an effective part in Lucas's film um, American Graffiti. So Lucas liked him and he, he, he actually gave him carpenter's jobs. So uh, uh, so that's how he became involved. The others then, uh, the others are pretty much unknown. Um, there, there isn't really a James Mark, Jones. Mark Hamill was Mark, completely, Mark, Mark, and then went, yeah. went back to being completely unknown. He did. <laughs> pretty he much. did, although one of the things, one of the, they, uh, at the end of it all, again, they were behind schedule and everything, had to go home. They had been shooting in Tunisia and in L Street Studios, had to go home to America uh, to to shoot um, uh, to shoot some more stuff, additional stuff. And what happened was that his, his face got mangled up in a car crash. So they had to put in a stand-in for him. Um, and uh, you can actually see it um, in in, in in later uh, movies, but um, he's uh, he, again okay. He 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 was unknown, and pretty much everybody else in it um, were unknown. Ford, of course, went on to do three different franchises, and he, he became one of the biggest movie stars of all time. Um, uh, the the other extraordinary thing about this film, I mean, I I would have been a kid when it mm-hmm. came out. I think I'm probably right in saying it was the first film. It's it's very much the norm now with every uh, film aimed at kids. But it was kind of the first big merchandising film. Yeah. It generated huge yeah. merch and it like what multi billion probably at this stage. The yeah. industry around that whole yeah. Star Wars phenomenon. Yeah, and uh, it it you see the merchandise. One of the things that happened was uh, I think uh, he I don't know if Tony Chandler Fox were offered the merchandising rights or, or not, but he refused. Uh, he refused uh, to sell them and he held on so he held on that's George Lucas held on to the merchandising rights uh, himself so he made an absolute fortune and all of the other stuff that he did the industrial light and magic uh, all of the other sort of developments that he was able to accomplish um, in special effects and in in movie production generally they they generally um, uh, came from the money that he got uh, uh, you know from merchandising and very cleverly they were I mean with the the amazing thing the franchise was able to reinvent itself. I'm mm. just thinking my best friend when, mm. when I was growing up had a lightsaber. Now it was a mm. plastic one with a light bulb at the bottom. So, yeah. 35 years later my yeah. kids had lightsabers. Lightsaber. A lot more sophisticated. But I mean that's some skill to 35 years later be no. able to sell essentially the same product yeah. to the it, two different generations. Yeah, it'll be interesting. Um, okay, the, the the new one. That's the start of the third trilogy, if you understand. Yeah, we had a second the set of films set of, yeah. in what the late nineties or mid, was yeah, it? it wasn't that long ago. Um, so we had the the second set, and now we're heading off with uh, the Force Awakens. We're heading off to the third set in in uh, in December, and it's directed by J.J. Abrams. Another and J.J. Abrams once again is a baby boomer. He is a, a he, he came true like like. 
Francis Spielberg it came through uh, as as this kind of movie was beginning to exert its influence and uh, so you know we're seeing the influence we're seeing uh, you know what these movies were were able to accomplish and people people just they they love looking back they love the nostalgia of it Uh, they're incredibly impressed by it still I mean I I don't know I'm not exactly sure why but uh, you mentioned, and I think most people would agree that uh, the uh, the Empire Strikes Back, this the second film mm. chronologically, mm. if mm. you want to use it, mm. that term, um, was probably the best. Mm. After that, I mean, the Return to Jedi was pretty mucky. I actually saw it recently. Mm. I kind of couldn't believe how mm. bad it was. The second the set, Ewa, that's the one with the Ewoks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, oh my god, the little furry little. Uh, yeah, and the second set of trilogies, one, two, and which are actually one, yeah. two, and three. Even uh, even the, a strong sort of Star Wars supporters didn't like that. Yeah. that, that so, yeah. I mean, it's incredible that it has stayed so huge yeah. when arguably, you know, it hasn't produced a great film since 1980, no, really. No. I mean, uh, it, it, it's, you get movies like that and uh, it's, it's as, okay, as we say, it's from 77. An awful lot of people like the first one and like the second one. And, and as I say, when you're talking about these baby movies, you're talking about people who started to go to the cinema around that time, started to to um, understand and to experience the influence of cinema at that so time. As a nostalgia and, thing. Ab- absolutely. Yeah. And they were, they, were, they were carried away to this galaxy far, yeah. far away themselves. Just to finish, are you a fan of, of Star Wars? I mean, you're, I, you're, I, a TV, I, you're a film critic. Are yeah, you a yeah, fan of it? Yeah, I, say, I like the second one, as I say. The, the, I thought the, the, the second trilogy was just fairly dire now, I have to say. And, yeah. But I do like J.J. Abrams. I do like what he's done in the cinema. And I hope that... Um, that, that that this this new one succeeds later in this year. Okay. Well, look, may the force be with you, yes. uh, Philip Malloy. Thanks <laughs> indeed for uh, coming into us. <laughs> you know all the. <laughs> yeah, I, know, I think everybody does. <laughs> you can check out Philip on the uh, the picture show at six pm every Saturday night. Of course, he's also a regular on the Right Hook, talking movies and television on a Wednesday six twenty five with George. Philip Malloy, thanks indeed for coming into us this week. That's it for um, us for this Sunday. We'll be back again next Sunday at that new time of uh, 10 o'clock. Just time for me to thank the Sunday Show team, uh, Stephen Jordan, who produced, and Aidan McKelvey on research. Off the Ball is up next. Have a great Sunday.